Hello and welcome to Dinosaur Man 64, our regular, if semi-irregular, gaming podcast version of the regular podcast. Um, it has been a while since we did one of these, which means we've played lots of games. Um, I am back, and if this was Street Fighter, I would be Ryu, the strong warrior. And I brought along with me my compadre, Ken, in the form of special guest, Matthew McGowan. Oh, oh, great. So I'm just a Firebase clone of you. Excellent. Thanks, Andy. Um, but it's okay, because it wouldn't be just the two of us doing this, and it wouldn't feel right if we didn't have our blanker, ugly green monster, Alex Hudson. The fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know Street Fighter, and I know that that isn't good. <laughs> you are you're in he no way, shape, or form uh, a Brazilian, you know, monstrous being. Let's, let's okay. just glaze over racial stereotypes in that first uh, Street Fighter 2 game. Well, we have can I can I just like make a suggestion as to who you could have introduced me as? Yeah. Famous Street Fighter character Mario. <laughs> I think he probably turned up at one point. I could have been Mario. Last time we... I think you called me Tails. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and Tails is like the beta version of uh, <laughs> Sonic. I literally just went back and double checked what I introduced mm-hmm. us as because I was going to introduce us as Sonic Tails and Knuckles. Okay. Um, but then went, oh, I've already done it. Mm. It's- I mean, that's, that must be frustrating for you to have had such a, a slam dunk. I, I came out the gates hot and in the first one. I know you. You just want to deny me ever being Knuckles, the coolest <laughs> character. Oh, yeah. Matt would definitely have been Knuckles in this situation. What the fuck? I'm well known for defending <laughs> islands, climbing walls with, with uh, protrusions from my Knuckles, and when need be, jumping and outstretching my arms and gliding for very long distances of time. So this is why we have Matt on, because he actually knows about <laughs> video games. I was going to say, I don't have two tails. <laughs> so yeah, um, to kind of basically back that point up. Um, as everyone remember from our first version of this, two months Matt, ago. Was, Matt was supposed to be here, and I forgot to organise anything, but Matt was invited because he is, for want of a better word, a video gamer. He is a gamer girl. Um, he's been selling his bath water and we thought we'd get on that gravy train um, and we'd sell them from our podcast so if you want to buy Matt McGowan baby girl baby girl baby girl bath water um, now is the time to buy it's that, only that's your twitch handle right B- Matt McGowan baby girl bath water <laughs> don't Jeepers know if I necessarily creepers. agreed to this sort of e-girl promotion <laughs> that I've now become part of. I mean, if, I was happy You've listened to, to the podcast before, Matt. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. I, <laughs> you I mean, knew this was going to happen. I mean, there was that, you know, Andy's well aware that I can fake, you know, Twitch hype, you know, and we could turn this into an unboxing good. video, you know, because, you know, if it need be, because, you know, I've done that before, you know, admittedly, that, you know, I may have had a bit to drink at that point. So, but yeah, thank uh, you for having me you on. you came on here stone cold sober? Well... I did kind of have that COVID jab last week, so I've kind of been avoiding alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, doing my bit to sort of get back as healthy as possible, as it were. Can, I, just, can I interject? Yes. It's my podcast. You, I do what I want. You're, you're going to. <laughs> How are you feeling from the jab, Matt? Short version, better. Good. Uh, so everyone has been saying that, obviously, oh, you get the two jabs, and one of them's going to be all right, and one of them's going to be terrible. Um, mm. I am hoping the first one I've had is terrible because if the first one I had was all right, um, I'd, I'd think that's it. This might be the last podcast I'm ever on because <laughs> I, I registered an internal temperature of forty degrees 
the human body shouldn't go that high. Um, I turned like ghost white in. You but know. in fairness, you are Ryu, so that makes sense because of being a flame clone. I don't know anything. <laughs> I had been put. Yeah, if I, if I was the Ken, uh, and you were implying that my internal body temperature is what is generating my. Oh wait, hang on. Are you Ken or Ryu? I forgot. Well, our erstwhile host Andy introduced himself as Ryu. Given the yes. mighty beard he's rocking and the uh, bindle knapsack over his shoulder, he's a travelling martial artist. Is this uh, Dick Whittington? <laughs> trust me, later versions of Ryu, he's all into just like travelling around and going, "Hey, you're pretty good at fighting. Let's fight!" And then dropping his like knapsack. Of I do that a lot. Yeah. I challenge people to fights all the time uh, Matt at any point during your reaction did you think this is the point where you might be getting superpowers um, my main superpower was I just lost track of time um, hey slept that's a superpower a lot you know yeah. so you have time manipulation skills good to know yeah but the time manipulation yeah. skills only happen when I have no sense that I'm awake <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, kind of like Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I crossed my legs, closed my eyes, my head span around a lot, uh, and then Danny went, "What <laughs> happened?" I went, oh, "I just saw eleven thousand million versions of reality and went, this is the one in which I get very ill, so I'm going to be ill." Um, <laughs> so I better take this jab. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Well, we're glad <laughs> we're glad to hear you're feeling on the mend from the jab. Yeah. This is good, and it's a pleasure to have you here as hashtag real gamer. Um, I think out the three of us. I think you are probably the best skilled. So, um, for not even a competition. <laughs> for those who don't know, is well. well for, firstly, Alex doesn't play games. I get stressed out by games, and Matt can actually play games. I think that's the that's the free kind of criteria. Yeah, <laughs> um, pretty loose, but yeah, their criteria. For those who aren't aware, um, we tweeted about it on the um, Twitter that Matt was doing a stream like. Last week, I think it was. Yeah. Um, you did Five Nights of Fortnite. Um, it was originally meant to be a fortnight of Fortnite, but uh, I realised we were going away to celebrate our fake wedding uh, <laughs> because uh, the 24th of uh, April was meant to be when me and my wife were to be originally married. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously, COVID happened, so we cancelled the original plans. Then we got married in September, but we realised... Yeah, we cancelled the wedding reception and everything. We didn't cancel our accommodation. Let's just go away for a weekend. Uh, <laughs> so couldn't really stream whilst on a week- wedding weekend away. So I just did five nights of no Fortnite commitment. for alliter- alliteration. So mm. what did you do it for, I think? There was a, there's a Nottingham-based uh, housing association charity called Framework, uh, and they had their uh, Level Up for Framework charity drive running through the month of April. Uh, the idea being funds raised from that would help support um, homeless people have access to technology, uh, both on a level of just being able to use it to better their lives, but also just to entertain themselves when they're being rehoused by framework. Um, so, yeah, it was just game to give people who don't have the chance to, be, to do it to game as well. Um, friends of ours uh, were behind sort of aspects of the promotion, uh, comically Danny my wife had done some of the Instagram promotion for that mm-hmm. and sort of uh, links and actually one of our friends uh, did a little sort of soundbite for them which was kind of cute how he met his now wife through playing World of Warcraft um, so many 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 moons ago uh, so yeah and uh, it was sort of like I can do this I've got a nice new PC um, I-, I like playing this game there's an inherent structure I could follow through it um, and uh, it ended up becoming a bit of almost like a joke test to see if I could maintain just 
every night putting in yeah. two hours. I know it sounds weird, but I suppose it's... it is tough. I went for three weeks without streaming because life. Yeah, it was more the sense of realizing. I think as uh, the two of you can probably appreciate this when you both decide right tonight we're going to record a podcast. You kind of mm-hmm. have to be on for your hour or two hours. Oh, you have never listened to yeah, the podcast. That's, that's not an <laughs> well, issue yeah, for yeah. us. <laughs> but, and when your sense of you agree to sort of stream, your brain has to say, "Yeah, you don't have to necessarily be like." It's it's not like doing a live show as such, where because you have no idea of where your audience is, but mm. at any moment in time, someone could walk through that door, and like, mainly, I don't have any form of like face cam or anything, but I was being mindful of like, if I was just chilling and playing this game on the sofa i'd probably look at my phone in the middle of a loading screen or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but now it's more of like staying engaged so thankfully Mm. over the course of the five nights um had some people pop on say hi uh obviously one of you two did i'm assuming it might have been see yourself andy as part of the Dinosaur Man uh, Twitch handle. Um, he has access to it. I I sometimes have access to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, it was also nice that um, for two of the evenings, uh, Danny joined me and we sort of played sort of mm-hmm. co-op together through that yeah. game. And then you got each other's energy to bounce off of, which was helpful. Of course. Um, from- but yeah, it's for a great cause as well, which is always great. And I think this kind of leads us into... Um, so the- if you've listened to this episode before, basically what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about games that we've played. Um, and we're going to talk at length about them for varying amounts of time. Um, and I know one of the games that you've played a lot of, obviously, then, is Fortnite. A game that I have played once or twice. We recorded a video of Alex playing Fortnite once, and it never got released. <laughs> because my free trial to... Adobe Premiere Video ran out, and therefore I just never put it together. <laughs> but I still have it on my laptop somewhere. 90% of that time is Alex spent in a bush. We watched a little bit of your stream and went, Matt's great at this game. Like, he must be the best Fortnite player ever. Like, you've kept in touch with it. Tell me about Forkknife. Um, yeah, I mean, yes. Whatever meme you might know about it is there. It is, it is one of the many battle royales that is out there that's become very predominant within gaming at the moment. Uh, you know, even a lot of games have attempted to have their own battle royale, or a lot of companies have gone, can we have a battle royale, uh, and so forth. Um, I think what I found most interesting is, yes, ages back, very briefly, me and Danny played it for like a hot minute on our mm. Xboxes, because um, it was kind of like starting its climb to where it clearly is now, and then didn't really work. And then they've just relaunched the whole game as part of a sort of a second chapter. Because um, they had like 10 seasons, if you think of it that yes. way, with it all culminating with the idea that the Fortnite reality was breaking down. And then that 10th season ended with like a black hole implosion. And then after a timer had ended, the second chapter began with like a brand new Fortnite island being birthed from that. Uh, what's frustrating is that first season of that second chapter was the perfect moment for someone to get involved. Because when you boot the game up for the first time, you watch a little intro video of like a couple of new characters like exploring the, the new island, wandering around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nicely shot and everything. And then they hear a noise, look up, and then they see the battle bus that you would jump out of from flying over. You go inside the battle bus. There's all these people having lots of fun time. The default male 
character Jonesy looks at camera, runs out the back of the battle bus, jumps into the clouds, snap, you are now controlling him as you descend on the island. And then okay. as you land, it, 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 it's put you in a match that's completely made up of bots and explains like how you can equip ammo and wander around, get used to your controls, how you can build and stuff, ultimately mm. leading to you in a constructed way, winning, as it were. But I felt that that, unfortunately, because of how the game has evolved and changed, how seasons have updated, that tutorial was this the perfect snapshot to mm. get it because of the way it led you straight from a nice cutscene into the action and a beautiful transition um since then the themes and natures of the game have changed they had one entire season that was just marvel characters because galactus in the actual comics discovered that the the explosion that rebirthed the fortnite island was like a huge spike of energy and he went oh i want to eat that but unfortunately thor at the time in the comics who's the herald of galactus went wait this island's full of people who were stuck in a loop he too then got stuck in that loop of course. and didn't want it to be eaten. Uh, and then the end of that season was everybody on the island armed with Tony Stark tech, stopping Galactus eating the energy mass at the core of the island. All the Marvel yeah. heroes leave, but then that's completely ruined the way in which the Fortnite Island reality works. Hence, that they let in the next two seasons, we're able to basically go, we've got a ton of licenses and we're now just going to dump them in the game. Um, yeah, so we watched a video. You gave me a video, and you said, "Oh, this is about this new series, season or whatever." And we watched it beforehand, and there's a whole lot going on, yep. and there's a lot of people, and there's a lot of characters, and you've got Sarah Connor there, and then oh look, there's Ripley, and there's a man who's a banana, and there's a man at the end who is a person. It just seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's two levels to the game. Of the game does have a thread through it. If you sit down and you know, and has like a law to itself, um, you do sometimes start to become that sort of person who sort of like, if this was Star Wars, you're the sort of person who's read every paperback book, mm. you know, because there's a level of people who go, yeah, those films are pretty good. Then there's a level of people in Star Wars who go, yeah, the animated shows are pretty good. And there's a level of people who goes, yeah, but have you read every comic and all the <laughs> extended universe novels? When you try to really get into Fortnite lore, that's who you're becoming, because yeah. otherwise. It's a, a match where 100 people drop into an island, the area gets smaller, you try to survive, and the unique hook for Fortnite is you can also build fortifications, mm -hmm. and, you know, bridges and things like that. Um, of which, if you've watched any of my footage, I very rarely build, because I'm all war about shooting, because if you're building, <laughs> you're not shooting, so I'd rather be shooting. Also, like any time I've ever put it on, like I realise that there are kids out there who can build a tower in the time it takes me to turn around. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the other big meme of there's there's people who are just because all of the building functions of the game are mostly done on the shoulder buttons or trigger buttons. Mm -hmm. You can imagine someone like doing what's almost like a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat combo, and then they've constructed a small, you know. You know, fort, a small town. Yeah, a small town with working Wi-Fi and a two, you know, two-car <laughs> carriage. Um, thing is, the, the counter to that is they just reintroduced in the current sort of week loads of items that set things on fire. So great, you've built this huge fortification, mate, to keep safe. I've just chucked a load of napalm on it. Um, you know, it might be considered a war crime, but you best run away from that now because you are all on fire. So are you. And so. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing about Fortnite is that I've basically agreed to play it with you at some point. Um, Matt 
asked me if I'll play duos with him and I said yes I will um, so that will be happening at some point um, and I'll tell you whether or not I'm still terrible at shooting games I can tell you no the answer is yes the stream will show us Yes, and Matt will carry me to my first ever victory first and probably only um, ever um, yes because <laughs> after that I will never play again after I've reached the peak of the mountain um, so in classic Dinosaur Man style is it a game you would recommend um do you like playing third-person games? Because that's the key thing. Uh, it's a third-person action game. It is inherently a battle royale game. There are some other modes. Um, so if you're not interested in that, I mean, the, the handy thing is my wife doesn't like sort of competitive games like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thankfully, there is a mode where it's just two teams of people who drop onto the island. Um, and then there's a predetermined score set based on how many of the two teams you know if it's 20 versus 20 let's make it 90 points if it was 12 versus 12 let's make it 60 points you've got mm. infinite lives but once that scores hit team blue or team red wins mm. that mode is very useful for learning okay this is how the items work this is what the maps layouts like at least um people are amazingly salty in that mode because if you eliminate them they can go right well now i'm respawning i'm just going to fly straight back to where i was and try and kill you again yeah which does result in a lot of people landing and then getting eliminated again, and then landing and getting eliminated again, because they don't really learn that me and my wife might be quite good and you're a bit crap. Um, so I never learn. Yeah. That's the important thing. And, I and never there's a learn. nice sense of tension to a battle royale uh, that can be both what people want, but might be something that could put people off. Yeah. And again, it's a third-person game with quite very colourful visuals. That One saving grace is Fortnite has an inherent style, you can look at a character that isn't a licensed character and go, that's a character from Fortnite. You know, it could be a, a gigantic yellow banana man. It could be some sort of default sort of male or female sort of military character, but it has mm-hmm. a look in the same way you can argue there's a Pixar look, there's a Dream um, uh, yeah. Works look. You can tell. And and then I give it that praise, yeah, as it were, that it has, a, has something that you can look out for. I mean, I enjoy it. I keep playing it. Um, <laughs> You know, um, fantastic. Again, at its core, it's a free game, so that sounds nice. So why not try it out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is what yes, I mean, one of our and you'll quickly get an idea as to whether it is for you or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I if think. it's not, boom. I mean, I got an idea within one session, <laughs> <laughs> and he's never put it down since. Um, yeah, like you said, it's got a start. I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to actually start putting movies and stuff um, for it. Shall we move on then? Yes, because I'm, mm. I'm glad you do this because you know me. <laughs> we, we've hung out at work back in the day. I, I'll ramble so much. It's just crazy. Well, shall we talk about the game that everyone is excited to talk about, that everyone's come for, um, the game that I've been waiting for all year? Shall we talk new Pokemon Snap? Please do. So... Um, anyone who's listened to the podcast will know that um, I've been excited for this game for a while. Anyone who knows me personally knows that I have built my entire personality on saying that Pokemon Snap, the original, uh, that I played when I was 10 years old, is the greatest video game ever created. And I stick to that. Um, New Pokemon Snap is basically um, a new version of that game where, in case you don't know what this is, it's a loop game where you go around and you do loops of the same course continuously 
um, and you are tasked to take photos of Pokemon in their natural environments. And as you go around, you get different items that can do, make the Pokemon do different things, um, and you can change kind of the environment. You kind of level up the environment to the point that it changes so that then each loop is slightly different. Um, and yeah, and you take photos, and your photos are graded um, between one and four stars, um, and they're graded on things like position like are they center of the camera are they in a good pose um are they size and the professor's a size queen that's what we've learned he loves a big photo um and yeah and you go around and you take these photos and it's got like different things it's got one thing that's missing from the original game it's missing the pester balls which were great because they annoy pokemon and i love annoying it but you can use apples i found to annoy pokemon which is great um I've been having the time of my life in this game. Um, so me and Alex talk about this regularly. Whenever I'm looking to get a new ga- into a new game, the first question you ask Alex is, will it stress you out? Yeah, of course. I have to live with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's more about me what... than it is about you. I don't care if you get stressed. I care if I have to experience you getting stressed. <laughs> I don't do well with, like, like Tetris Effect stressed me out as a game that was supposed to calm me out, down. It made me unbelievably stressed. Mm. Pokemon Snap, like new Pokemon Snap, um, is such a calming experience. Like going around, and I went through the first like course, um, and as soon as I was in it, I was like, "Yes, I'm home. I need this." And like I was turned into the right, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Oh, um, like so you might." Like your first route is going through and just understanding how the level works, but you might just catch something out the corner of your eye and be like, "Oh, I need to keep an eye." So next time you turn around, you're like, "Oh, I could take that photo." Um, it's been a great experience just to kind of go around and take photos of Pokemon, and at its core, it's such a simple game, like the core of it is, but it is so enjoyable. Um, like, and what I've also enjoyed is like, so I've been streaming it a little bit as well and then i've also been playing it while you're in the room alex um and what i've quite enjoyed is for people who so matt's been in the stream and i know you've watched it alex like for people who probably don't have much interest in this game and just come along to watch how invested you get in kind of deciding what are good photos like alex got annoyed at me the other day because i didn't pick the photo that he wanted me to and it didn't do as well as we thought it would. It would have been better, 100%. And then we took a picture of a Machamp on the stream, and Rory, who was watching, and uh, Matt were like, that's a great photo of a Machamp. And I was like, it's just a really great kind of community game of just being like, wouldn't you kind of understand what it is? It's just a lot of fun to do that. I had to um, resist a lot of urges when watching you stream, because I have to remind myself, that obviously Alex might have the slight benefit of this. When you were wandering through on your predetermined or say ride through a zone <laughs> i can't say oh look there because by the time you've glanced down at the twitch <laughs> chat oh look there means nothing but if we were like sat around on the sofa it there's almost like gains this cool like secondary like second third player sort of ooh, ooh, moment which was quite exciting so i mean even still andy gets incredibly distracted even when you're trying to point him in the right <laughs> direction so for example yesterday <laughs> I think it was. There was there was a moment where I was kind of like, oh, no, there's something over there. And then on the way over there, something else happened. And that then takes precedence. It's whatever is most recently movement on the screen. So so almost I'm... like as uh, Andy's favourite 
set of uh, prehistoric movie shows, he, his visual is, vision is debased on movement. Yes. <laughs> so yes. as long as something faster and moves closer to him, he, and I'm I'm going to take slight umbrage with the fact that you said that this game is ultimately a calming game. I think it is for the most part, but at the same time, you get really annoyed when you miss a shot. <laughs> that Lapras yesterday really annoyed me. So the Lapras annoyed you, and then I pointed out a secondary Lapras, and you seemed like you seemed like you were taking that picture out of spite. <laughs> um, but then there was one moment where, uh, oh, what was it? You that was it. It was um, uh, you wanted to get a picture of a bird waking up another Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I know it happens, and I know I need to get a great photo. And then you took the photo, and you went, oh, fuck, this is a shit photo. (laughs) There have been many a times where I've just gone, I'm not even embarrassing myself taking that photo to the professor. Yeah, you seem like, you seem so uh, tied up in what the professor thinks of you. I'm going to tell you this now. If a professor is an oak, then I don't care. This is a made-up professor. Professor Mirror loves photos, and he loves them when they're big. Terrible name. Professor Mirror. Um, he's got a nice little story going on as well, but I don't really care Oak, about it. All I care about elm. is uh, other woods, mirror almond. tree. <laughs> yeah, the famous mirror tree. Um, but yeah, I've been kind of just enjoying going through them. Um, like my favorite moments are times when like we've been playing, well I've been playing, you've been watching it, and like we'll take a photo and we'll both just go, yeah, that's a good one. Like I know that's going to be good. Um, yeah, and you know what's nice as well is like the difference between this and like there's so much more replayability because um, it gives you like these little side missions of like oh take this kind of photo and bring it back to me and you'll get like new stickers or all that and it's I'm not doing it for the stickers because I I'm only a pure Pokemon photographer I only want my Pokemon to look like they're supposed to um, I'm not adding stickers to that no Instagram but filters here so. at least I can do those ta- I've not done any of them yet but I can do the tasks when I want to to get me like a better variety and it gives me something to complete in the game which is really cool uh, but yeah I'm loving it like I was really worried before this game came out of what if it's bad um, what if it's not what I expected it to be but it's so much in the style of the original that it can't really miss um, it is calming it is a lot of fun um, and I had a great time with it um, Alex mm. Shall we get on to a feature that was brought up in the last episode um, mm. and we don't have a theme song for it, so feel free well, to add one if you want. Did you want to go to the feature now or did you want me to go to another game I've been playing just sort of casually? Okay, sure. Go for a casual game. Gas Station Simulator. I talked about it on the podcast <laughs> last week. I downloaded it while we were recording. Um, so this is... Uh, I, I only played the early days version, so there was mm. a there was previously a demo um and then there was this early days version that was released some good stuff and some bad stuff first of all it gives you the thrill of operating a gas station great <laughs> yeah it's the game i've been waiting for certainly um <laughs> and there is there is enjoyment to be had from absolutely nailing the level of gas that you need to pump um and you obviously get, you know, you get an increased bonus if you get it right on the dot, you know, to the customer specifications. Um, I like the fact that you can sort of clean up the gas station and make it look a bit nicer. Things I don't like, uh, way too much, dr- like, driving around in a digger didn't really... <laughs> you digging ex- for petroleum. So, basically, there's, like, piles of sand that you need to move from one place to another, or, or soil or whatever. 
but that's not what I signed up for. It's not called it's not called Sand Simulator, you know. I, I wanna just pump gas. Um and you have to refill the digger, which is kind of annoying, but I suppose it's gasoline related, so that kind of ties in with the theme of the game. Uh there's a guy who does graffiti on your gas station, and I think that's a completely unnecessary game mechanic. Get rid of that. It kind of felt like they need an antagonist. But then also your uncle is the guy who set you up with this gas station and then if you don't pay back his loan that I don't think I needed um he I, I just answered a phone call once and he said yeah I've, I've given you a loan you need to pay it back and then he sent like a goon round to like <laughs> kill me I don't like that and I, I I did the survey afterwards saying you know they I completed the early days demo and they they sent me a link to oh you know complete this survey so you can feedback on what and I just said like not enough gas station in it too much too much mob stuff too much graffiti stuff I just want to know how it is to run the gas station and I don't feel like you would have to deal with the mob most of the time are you so, changing little hot dog sausages on a rotisserie stand um, didn't even get didn't even get to the point where my gas station was good and it's an early days thing so i appreciate it's only going to be a limited game experience but i basically i'm i'm gearing towards like what i want to do is offer really good food as well at a gas station <laughs> ideally open a diner there but we'll cross that bridge when we probably don't ever come to it um but like on the whole i think it's i i would mm, I would give it out of Yoshi eggs, our oh, famous, famous rating system. I famous ra- about this. Yeah, famous rating system. Out of ten Yoshi eggs, I give it three Yoshi eggs and uh, a baby Mario cap. Baby Mario cap is worth three Yoshi eggs, so that totals six Yoshi oh, eggs. You seem to have forgotten we never explained the rating system. Oh, sorry. Um, out of out of you know what, I would give it a big Yoshi egg. Would you, and you can decide how many mini eggs are inside it. Would you play this again? Like, would when it comes out proper? If they get rid it? of the mob stuff and the graffiti stuff, yeah, sure, I'd pay. I'd pay money for this game. It's great. <laughs> um, just because I feel as I didn't give an actual rating for Pokemon Snap, then mm. um, I will give it three Pikachu's with a little electric cheeks out of one Blastoise sleeping on a beach. Mm. Uh, in that case, then Fortnite is uh, three ninjas flossing out of five battle buses, I guess. So there we go. Cool. I should have done <laughs> mine geared towards what the actual contents of the no, game is. It doesn't is. matter. F- <laughs> doesn't fine. Matter. Five pints of gasoline. That is the. I think. Is that how it sounds every time the ice cream man drives by on a podcast? Maybe. He's, he's delivering our Solero shots. He knows it's getting to summer. Um, I don't think they've back. been mentioned in a long time. Um, okay. Cool. So just to briefly bring up um, an, a game that I played and I'll talk about it really briefly um, in terms of stressful games so while playing one of my other most relaxed games this um, last past couple of months and another relaxing game I'll talk about it shortly I also played my most stressful game I've played in a long time which is called FIA European Truck Racing Championship a game where you get to play as a truck racing guy um, and I only did the license so which you have to do to be able to get do into the career races. mode. Yeah. It was the most stressful time I've had in my entire life. And I got angry. <laughs> I was so angry at this game. Like so there were certain ones that I could complete really easily. And at those times I thought I was the greatest truck driver in the world. But equally, there were ones that I did so the last one took what, like forty 
50 minutes to do. And it was basically Easily. just a lap of this thing. And you're not allowed to cut corners. You've got to do it in a certain time. You've got to remember to vent your brakes. And I was just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. Is this more but of like a I simulation said... game rather than a racing game? Well, no, it's very much... It is a proper <laughs> oh, racing yeah. game. It's just that... I never Andy, got to race. <laughs> Andy wanted to do the career rather than just do a quick race. And in order to do the career, you have to progress through obtaining your racing license. Ah. Eddie Stobert needs so, to race properly. So it's a thing that happens on Formula One simulators and things like that as well, where you have to go through all of it. It's it's a way of learning the mechanics of doing a lap. You know, I hate you, the mechanics. <laughs> yeah, and here's the problem, is that I think you don't like racing games, and therefore that's a problem. I would have liked it if it didn't tell me that I had to keep venting the brakes. Like no, because you you also didn't like corners. You didn't like yes. That's that's the other problem, and that famously is not allowed during any racing. And then it kept being like, oh, but your your truck will veer wildly. Like you put a little bit of steer on it, and it goes mm. off the track and crashes. These are high speed um, performance vehicles you're dealing with. <laughs> there was a point where you were like, oh, you can just you don't have to play this game. Like you, and I was playing it on stream, and it's like you you could just stop playing. Like at <laughs> any time, you could stop playing. I was like. I am one off getting my license now, and I'm gonna get I, it. If it's the last thing I, I said. Do. I said that halfway through the license. I'm telling you this now. <laughs> um, terrible game, worst game I've ever played. But um, like, I think good for a fan of that. Oh yeah, I'm sure if you'd like bad games, it's great. Okay, so um, your rating? I give it um, zero wheel nuts out of one vented brake. Okay. Uh, right. So should we move on to the segment that doesn't have a name? Yes, um, so we'll do. Let's do that, and then I'll go back to Matt. So, let's talk to the segment that doesn't have a name. We don't have a mm. theme song for it, but for every one of these episodes, we make Alex play a game. Um, as best gamer of the podcast, he should have to play a game and have to put at least five hours into it. Last time it was Blair Witch. This mm. time it was Hitman, yeah. um, the first series of Hitman games. I think basically because we'd seen Hitman Three had come out. And then you kept telling me, oh, I'm great at Hitman. So I kind of said, put your money where your mouth is, play Hitman. Completed it, mate. You were great. Yeah. (laughs) So you put more than five hours into this one. Yeah, and I completed it. You hit all the men, yes? I hit, and the women too. Not like, you know, just don't take that out of context, everyone, and then make make an incriminating drop or something. Um, Yeah. I thought this is the episode you get (laughs) cancelled. Got all the targets, uh, did all the missions. Um, there's some stuff that I think... Uh, so I played Hitman 2 Silent Assassin in maybe 2003, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was good. And I had that for GameCube, and I completed that. And then this is the first time I've played a Hitman since then. I think it mainly retains the charm of the original Hitman. It adds in a few like fiddly bits, and there's a lot of glitching when it comes to dragging bodies <laughs> that I don't like. Um, but mostly, you know, it, it still does the job really well. So I was quite happy that that was the game for this time because it was a game that I understood the fundamental mechanics of the game rather mm-hmm. than with Blair Witch, where I was just like, oh, so it's a walking simulator. So, I yeah, get it. Um, Hitman's basically like an episodic game where you play the titular Hitman and it gives you like targets to kill within the level um, and you go and kill them and you get like different ratings for how well you do them. Um, and what we learned very quickly is Alex is better at this game if I don't talk. Yeah, um, you kept recommending stuff, and I was just like, 
I don't think this is right, but I'll do it anyway. And then, like, I'd come out with a one-star rating, or I would get recognized by someone. I'm like, that wasn't going to happen if you didn't tell me to do that. Like, I made the game worse. Yeah, 100%. You you were like, oh, what if you just, you know, shot this person right now? And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that instead. But also, there were definitely levels like, so there's some levels that I think you were really good on. And then mm-hmm. there were others where you could tell by the end of it you just got frustrated and you would just shoot a guy and run. Okay, well that there was okay, no, there's one example of that. <laughs> I remember it very that, clearly. Yeah, and that was because I'd done really well on the rest of the level in terms of doing things secretly and being quite covert. Mm-hmm. And then like the last thing I was just like, I just wanna get out of here. I'm like I think I was tired of playing the game. I think the fact that levels can go for like forty to forty minutes to an hour as well, like Sometimes mm. it's just a lot. And I was just like, right, well, I may as well just shoot him here in the middle of the restaurant with everyone looking and then run to the boat. And I ran to the boat and I got away. Uh, you know, a lot of people would say that that was kind of ruining my game plan. I'll say that that was my game plan for the entirety of that mission, was <laughs> that I was always going to just go out bla- guns blazing like that. Um, yeah, it was fun. So my I question to you it. for this is really... Um, because it's another game where it has a lot of replayability in times types of like the ways you can kill people, um, the kind of star ratings you can mm. get. You didn't really go back and replay any of it. Um, I, I never would. You kind of. I don't. To- I I agree with you in the sense that it's supposed to be with a game with replayability, but I see absolutely zero replayability for me. I, I've done it. I know that. You saw I credits. Don't to, I don't, yeah, I don't need to do it again because like I know that. If I did it again, I'd probably just do it the same way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you skipped cutscenes as well because you were just like, I don't need I don't care about the story. <laughs> there's this, yeah, there's this sort of storyline that goes through it, and I guess then continues through the next couple of installments as well. But like, I'm watching it going, I don't know who any of this stuff is, and I don't care. So mm. skip, 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 and I skipped, and it was fine. Uh, yeah, fun. Uh, what's my game for next month? I think mm. you should play. Because Resident Evil 8 has come out now, mm. and everyone wants, not liking where this is going everyone because... wants Big Lady to step on them, uh-huh. I think you should have to play Resident Evil 7, which you've had for about two years now, and have Over. played like Over two years. half hour of. I've played more than half an hour of that game. I've played two or three hours, for sure. So I'm um, thinking maybe it's time for you to kind of actually complete Resident Evil 7. Okay. Or at least five hours. What about Resident it? Evil Two? I've also got that. <laughs> I'm thinking. I've also got Resident good. Evil and Resident Evil Zero. Because eight carries on, and therefore, if you enjoy it, mm. maybe you'll get eight and you'll enjoy it, and I can watch yeah, you but, play it like like I did when I was a kid, and I watched my brother play Resident Evil, and I was too scared. But now I know that Ethan Winters survives because he's in the new game. Because he, the step on me, mommy lady says, <laughs> Ethan Winters, there you are, or something. So you know, maybe it's a flashback. I mean, it's not. I've I've read a thing where it said that he's returning for this game. <laughs> anyway, okay, fine. I'll play Resident Evil 7. I think it's baby time for you to do it. Okay. Um, cool. So, uh, what's your rating for Hitman, by the way? Uh, we don't rate these ones, do we? I can't remember. Maybe we do. Um, uh, four, four people in dumpsters out of uh, that one time that I had to make spaghetti that was poisoned. <laughs> Um, perfectly sums that game up. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you told me that you've played a game called Outriders, um, which was released fairly recently. Yes. Um, 
I saw trailers for this. I didn't know whether I would like it or not. Um, I heard it had a lot of issues in terms of getting into games, but by the sounds of things, you actually played it, and I know nothing about it. Please, tell me. Right, so yes, Outriders, a brand new game. Um, it was exciting because uh, day one release on Xbox Game Pass. Love uh, that Game but Pass. But not uh, a day one release on Xbox Game Pass for PC. So as a console owner, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, a, I'm already subscribing to Game Pass, um, I just downloaded it the day it was available. Um, I actually downloaded it whilst I was at work, uh, and then when I was done, I could start playing it. Um, I suppose an easy way to describe it is it's a third-person action game like, say, Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But the idea behind it is um, there's a lot of emphasis on you as the protagonist being aggressive, kind of like how the new Doom games are. Yes, okay. you can hunker behind cover, but most cover you find is will just get shot through, uh, and the enemies will kind of just charge at you, so you should charge back. Uh, the core storyline is um, Earth is just ruined. Like, all so, current day Earth. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the governments of the world try to find ways to solve the problem, but one scientist goes, nah, the complete, complete planet is just going to just become uninhabitable in several decades. Um, so far, so current. Um, I've got plans to build like a big selection of like mega spaceships and we know there's a planet on the other edge of the solar system we can put tons of people in cryo sleep and basically get lion's share of the population to a new planet mm-hmm. which they do um but the like first ship that was meant to go there went awry so the the second ship that turns up is a bit understaffed you as an outrider leave first you're woken from cryo sleep first to explore this planet and it is lush and perfect um starting to sound very much like prometheus now but not um but then you discover that uh they there's like a weird storm approaching that disrupts like technology Mm -hmm. um you get injured from this storm but the storm's also like corrupting people and like lightning's zapping them but then seems to be like teleporting them away um you get out of it get severely injured and one of the other scientists you're assisting you goes look we're gonna have to put you in cryo sleep to heal which they don't wake you up again for another 30 years okay so your last memory was discovering this disaster and that people shouldn't land on this planet but the decision was that they did and everything went to hell in a handbasket because this storm that's traveling across the planet basically means that cool sci-fi tech that they had in a star trek way can't work so the idea is everyone's just running around just controlling sectors of the planet with guns but several individuals who've been hit by this storm have gained weird powers a la the x-men you have one you're one of the last original outriders but loads of other people have become corrupted sort of like warlords uh they can do weird things and then obviously then it becomes like a third-person shooter where based on powers and abilities and a skill tree kind of like a a diablo game mm-hmm. you choose like i'm going to be one of four types of you know empowered outrider and i'll build my skill tree and maybe i'll just throw fire everywhere maybe i'll blink around like a trickster uh, maybe i'm all about using rock abilities to defend myself or the last one they introduced for the game when he went live wasn't in the demo uh was the technomancer who can okay. throw out little turrets and then command things through corruption uh, and then you collect loot 
it's a loot shooter. Um, you can team up with allies. Everyone loves a looter shooter. Um, it does have a core sort of storyline. Takes you have to do a little bit of the game before you can hook up with other cat players. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's good is the action feels good. The actual, yeah. you know, aiming, you know, shooting guns, the impact from enemies, the, you know, sort of the way your skills and abilities initially start out and how very different the four classes work is kind of exciting. Um, if I was to have a personal caveat, um, as an Xbox One player, mm-hmm. this game feels very much to have been built with the Xbox Series X or a high-end PC in mind, because uh, I now feel like I'm playing that same moment of playing like I'm playing Destiny 1 on a 360, but I should probably be playing Destiny 1 on an Xbox One because the game itself has like, I mean, it's still a fine experience, but you can feel your playing on an old gen system yeah. even though it works fine it's just things load take a little lo- time to load up feels things feel a bit janky yeah, um, i've seen some like issues like textures popping and things like that mm. um but i'll be honest matt i don't know whether that's actually because it's an xbox one thing but it looks things oh, it yeah, seems yeah. to be pretty consistent across the board admittedly the playing that first weekend when it came out the game admittedly helped because it was available for free in inverted yeah. commas on Game Pass, did astronomical numbers in terms of players trying to log on to the degree that for Square Enix, the publisher of this game, um, Outriders has done better business than their Marvel Avengers game. I don't think that was hard. <laughs> which, which obviously is a great soundbite to put out there because you would think like a, a banner licensed title mm-hmm. like that by a hugely well-known studio, uh, that would be a you know match made in heaven. But obviously. You physically had to go out and purchase Avengers, yes. and the core game, you know, general wasn't as exciting as it was led to believe. So, have you been back? So, you played that first weekend. Have you been back to play it as well? Or? Uh, admittedly, just because of other games uh, and having this shiny new PC, no, I do want to because uh, I'm at a point now where I think, having kept up to date with it, you know, following like Twitter threads and stuff, uh, there's been several good patches that have balanced out the, you know, in glitches you've seen yeah. on sort of YouTube videos at times when like it doesn't load a character's armor but then it doesn't actually load that character's torso or head or gun mm-hmm. even though they are physically there and work so that's led to some sort of fun memes but at its core it was a fun game and I know okay. it's one of those games that like many of the games I've been playing recently they become a bit more fun with others mm-hmm. it's not that that game is inherently built around needing to be a multiplayer game but then when you've got being a game that is built has the capacity to be built around outriders works on an idea of a trio system you just know if like okay if i use my abilities then but alex dropped set somebody on fire and then i poisoned them then the poison and the fire would react in a way and probably cause an explosion that meant when andy blinked in and did stuff so you know that has that level of mechanic and a lot of the positive buzz has been around how People have enjoyed doing cool stuff as, on their own. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it becomes more Michael Bay action movie dumb explosion fun when they do it with with buddies. 100%. Uh, so. I know we spoke about it last time we did one of these episodes. We talked about Sea of Thieves. Um, and it's absolutely that kind of game of like, I think the core gameplay of Sea of Thieves is a lot of fun. But it's a lot more fun when you've got people with you. Yeah. Um and I think, you know, these kind of games live and die by that energy. Um 
it's just the fact that I don't really want to play with people <laughs> is the problem. Um, like there's some games where I'm like, yeah, cool, I'll play it. But then there's other times where I'm just like, I just want to switch to the god and play by myself. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a lonely kid. I've appreciated there's been times when you guys have asked, hey, you up for joining us? Uh, mm-hmm. I've got my friends, um, James and Sophie. James in particular plays a huge amount of Apex Legends because, again, it's another free game. You know, it, it doesn't. But um, his his other half's got into it, so they've asked, "Hey, do you want to tag in to be a third? Yeah. And I've gone, "Oh yeah, I've got a free evening. Yeah, that'd be cool." Because uh, again, that's a fine game to play on your own. Inherently, you always play in a team of three, uh, so I'd be playing with randos. But again, when you're playing with your mates, you might not be winning, you might not be losing, but inherently, you're having a lark in that mm-hmm. moment, and that game's helping support. You know, for a while because of the prior you know, year we've all had, <laughs> yes. those games were ways in which I had a chance to chat with friends, be it on 100%. the deck of a ship or on a battlefield or in the world of Warcraft or whatever it is. We're now communicating. Yeah, Maybe we might not be gi- physically hanging out, but we are virtually. I will give it that. Like, So for the past year, I've been playing D&D online. Um, and by that, I mean, like, it's with my friends, but we've all been on Zoom playing it, kind of using an online tabletop. And like that has been kind of, great in the sense that it's allowed me to see people that aren't just Alex for an entire year and that's nothing against Alex it's just like let me see other people um, and that's been great and I think you know there is something about video games that innately allows you to connect with people um, in that kind of environment um, which is great and I think it is something that does sometimes get lost when talking about video games, but actually they are great for community. And while there are some toxic communities, I think they're probably fewer and far between than are kind of accentuated. I um, think I'm pleased to hear that more organisations are mindful of the sort of audiences that they're uh, sort of inadvertently enticing or allowing to fester. Um, because yes, those people have spent money but then those people uh, potentially, you know, those, those worst case scenario people could basically causing others to not want to stay um, yeah. or, you know, or be, or find people within those communities. Um, I, I'm, I do on one small level kind of miss, again, it's a practical sense. Um, I can't remember the last time I played rock band with my bunch of my mates. <laughs> that would involve four yeah. of us standing in the same living room. And as I'm in a bubble with only one other person, you can't really play four-player rock band uh, locally without it being in, you know, again, I can't really have all my mates sat around my house with masks on when one of us, me, is going to be shouting into a microphone. And and I don't have enough of a living room for us all to be two metres apart. Yeah, yeah. The answer to that is to become sort of a Frank Zappa (laughs) multi-instrumentalist. I used to play um, rock band when we went to uni. Mm. Um, and on there is Say Ain't So by Weezer and I taught myself to ace both the guitar and vocals at the same time Um, that is my greatest gaming achievement meanwhile Um, I was 0%ing the drums just to sabotage (laughs) so um, I will briefly cover a couple of others Um, oh did you have a rating for Outriders Um, it would certainly be that's weird really because I can't make any sort of uh... I'd, I'd certainly give it um, four uh, fire explosions out of one iced up enemy boss encounter. That's a good enough rating for me. Um, hey, it might have not even been in the game, and I'd still let you have it. <laughs> um, so let's talk quickly about a couple of other games that I played. So 
talking about chilled games that I needed, um, we did the Oscar stream. Um, we stayed up till God knows how long um, in the morning. And the next day, I was very tired and I felt like I, for some reason, I just thought, oh, I should stream. I've got a day off work. Like, this should be a day. And I was like, I need to stream something that's relaxing. Um, and I put a Paula and a couple of options. And the option that came through was a game called Donut County. Donut County is a game where you play a little raccoon who creates holes in a city and you move that hole around to have things fall into it and everything that falls into it makes the hole slightly bigger until eventually you can suck down everything in the map. Um, and there's little puzzle elements to it, but actually it's it's a fairly easy going game. Um, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. It was, perf- it was absolutely the game I needed at the time because I needed something that was just a bit chill that I could just get done. Um, and yeah it's got multiple levels um, and I got through it and by the time I'd finished it like I got towards the end I was like I'm just going to finish this game I think I'm near the end I'm just going to finish it and then two days later I went back and just got every achievement because I was like I pretty much did it anyway like I might as well just do it and I'm I'm not an achievement guy but I was like free off so I was like I'm just going to do it so I got a guide up saw what ones I was missing I was like just doing it but yeah in terms of its gameplay loop um, of just having this kind of thing where you control the hole um, and you put stuff down it. It's a really easy concept to get um, and it's a lot of chilled fun. Awesome soundtrack from what I call it. Uh, yeah, sounds great as well. Um, and it's funny as well. It has like these little kind of entries for each thing that you kind of suck down, like this Trashopedia. And each entry is written by the raccoon and it's quite funny. Um, but yeah, it's on Game Pass, um, and it's a whole lot of fun. Like um, in terms of like just something simple, and I suppose if you're somebody who's got a family as well, and, like you want to get your kids to play something, it's an easy game to get the concept of. Um, one raccoon out of twenty holes. Um, and the other game that I've been playing, um, and probably the game I've put the most hours into since the last time, is um, so I've been playing Final Fantasy X again. Um, I've got Final Fantasy X slash X2. Um, the reason I have this is because my brother got fed of me talking about maybe buying it. And he hadn't got me anything for my birthday. He's like, I'm just buying it for you. Um, so I played this game when I was like 12. And it's probably the only Final Fantasy I put hours into. But I never completed it. Um, so I went, this time I'm actually going to do it. And I've put like 40 odd hours into it now. Um, and basically, it's a Final Fantasy game. It's turn-based um, combat. Um big kind of expansive story all about you know cre- saving um the land from a giant creature that keeps coming back um you have party mechanics and things like that it's all it's all standard final fantasy um i've kind of i've quite enjoyed just going back and playing something that i played as a kid like it's almost like that new pokemon snap thing of going back and re like reevaluating something that you like spent a lot of time as as a kid um and this i've been playing and like i think there are elements to it that are really good um such as like um the ability to kind of swap in party members and um build up these kind of meters where you could do like these heavy attacks um but there's elements to it where i'm like this is very kind of heavy in terms of just its mechanics um and there's certain things where i've just been like so they've got these temples and every temple I've just used a guide because 
there was once when I was just doing it for like half an hour and I'm like, I just don't get how this works. And as soon as I got a guide, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense now. Um, but as a kid, I have no idea how I even got past any of them because those guides didn't exist. Um, so yeah, but I'm enjoying it enough to have put a lot of time into it. But it is one of those games that I'm like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I'm just like, I don't know how much time I've got to give these games. I haven't touched it in like two, three weeks now. Um, and I need to go back and continue it because the reason I got it is I was like, I'm going to complete it this time. Um, but I do also spend a lot of time just grinding in certain areas. <laughs> that happens as well. Where I've just like, so I was chatting to my brother one night um, and I was like, I'm just going to chat to him. So I won't do any story and I'll just kind of like play in this area for an hour and then I'll go um, and then just chatting to him for like two and a half hours and just grinding in the same area. Um, so that happens as well. It's it's fun. It's actually coming to Game Pass um, next week or the week after. So if I'd waited, I could have got it for free. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, but yeah, it's coming to Game Pass. Um, I think it is a very beautiful game, especially at times because it's a remaster. Um, the remaster stuff looks gorgeous, but you could tell the bits that are remastered and the bits that aren't because there is a definite <laughs> quality difference. Um, but yeah, it's another one that obviously you would have seen, Alex, because you've been in the room where I've been playing it. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it enough. Like I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with it. Um, I will give this one blitz ball out of two party members having a romantic moment in a pond. Uh, it's sad that that all actually makes sense to me because <laughs> I've seen I've seen those cutscenes. Um. Matt, you also had a game called Rain on Your Parade. Yes. Uh, Did you want to talk about this? And then yes. we'll go to our final segment of the yes. podcast. Uh, this this is my this is my Donut County moment. I'd heard about this game um, available pretty much everywhere. Game Pass as well. Um, uh, you play a cloud who's on a journey to get to the mythical land of Seattle because you're always allowed to rain there, and that's all you want to do. <laughs> That's the game you play, which is actually a story being told by a grandparent to a child to get mm. the child to go to sleep. So all the visuals look like they've been cut out of a kid's like storybook. Okay, uh, it has a nice visual charm, uh, and then every stage is a level where you're given like like a selection of primary missions to do, and then maybe some bonus side missions, uh, which mainly are to ruin ruin people's day, as it were. The very first level is. Um, a wedding is taking place, and it, the, the, very, the very first quest you have to complete is uh, rain on both the bride and groom when they're together. So you just have to wait for the bride to get to the altar, but then you can just rain on everybody and rain on all their presents and their wedding cake and cause them all to fall over. As the game progresses, you you do more things than just rain on stuff. Um, one level, um, the, the level's like a nice Parisian sort of like eatery area. Outside looks lovely, but you don't rain water. You cause bread to fall out of you, but wherever you cause bread to fall, pigeons will attack those people, and you have to <laughs> cause a lot of people to be attacked by pigeons. Um, you eventually learn how to cast lightning, uh, mm-hmm. make uh, snow fall, uh, uncall small little tornadoes, and then you use those combinations of abilities all on the face buttons to um, sort of solve puzzles or find bonus challenges within a level. And then... The developers have got to had enough humor about them to make some levels very referential. Like one level, it just becomes Metal Gear Solid, and you have to just 
you know, fly around a level and make sure guards yeah. don't see you and cause a weather machine to get turned off. Another level is you play three episodes of The Office, the American okay. show The Office, uh, and cause things to happen. Uh, one level, you uh, accidentally suck up toxic waste so now you can make the undead come out of their graves and you now need an army of zombies to get across a town all done in this kid's sort of picture book style mm -hmm. uh, there's a recurring villain who hates being wet so he's constantly built all these lasers and robots to destroy mm -hmm. the city of seattle uh, and if you complete the story you get a new game plus mode um which is which when you the title screen changes to i think to something like the you completed the game mode uh and then you can then start using all your abilities on the earlier levels um it's awesome. beautifully charming very silly has a good sense of humor um nice dumb cosmetics where your cloud can wear hats for no good reason and change its color why not um, and yeah i think it was just kind of fun um, yeah. somebody wisely described it as having kind of like a some, uh, an indie game studio that knows its budget r ranges but just put its focus on like ideas and mm -hmm. charm like some of the graphics look a bit rough around the edges if you properly zoom in but it works you know yeah it, it works it's like here's an idea um yeah uh absolutely uh i'd give this sort of a five uh uh, rainy days, uh, rain on your wedding days, Alice Morissette style, uh, <laughs> all the way through. Like, absolutely love this game. This is something you could, you know, happily yeah. have a kid play and just let them muck around with. There's like timed levels for like like true gamers, and some of the achievements are very daft and hidden and like require perfection. But the core game, the core loop, hell of a lot of fun. I'd heard really good things about it, actually. Uh, it's one that I said... It's one of the many things that I'm probably going to downloading from Game Pass that I just never play. Um, but I maybe we'll try and get around to it. Like, I've got at least 20 of them at the moment that are just there that I've just never touched. But, like, I've got them for just in case. Um, cool. So that kind of gets, like, all the reviews out of the way. But there is one last segment that we did, which is basically um, we ask a question um, and try and give our answer to it. Um, and last time I can't even remember what it was. I think it was like, what game were you best at? And this time it is, what is the best video game sound? Um, and this came from a conversation that me and Alex had of um, how amazing the sound was in Guitar Hero of when you miss a note. Um, like the whole ka-chunk noise that it makes is a great video game sound. Um, also, that there's nothing more demeaning than being booed in a Guitar Hero game. <laughs> like a real way to kind of ruin your um ruin your kind of day is just like i'm trying my best and everyone's like boo um but matt do you have an answer for what you think might be the best video game sound see this is the problem is i, I thought about it and a variety of sounds came to mind um some of which clearly show my age admittedly when we you started you started this uh podcast uh with your little skit i was immediately reminded that the announcer in street fighter 2 pr pr uh, pronouncing where you were going so japan ussr <laughs> usa uh, brazil uh, was was good um very basic um understanding of geography but that has like a strong level of mm -hmm. sound but then you're falling down the pit of saying like oh you know does the uh, does a you know, heavy punch sound better than a low sweep and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but really, where where I was before was sort of it comes down to a to sort of a which which old school video game nostalgia is he hits heaviest. Is it the um, is it Mario getting bigger when he collects a mushroom? Great sound. Yeah. Is it mm. is it 
Sonic collecting rings. Um, is it either of those characters getting a form of invincibility, which is a bit more than a sound. It's more of a short piece of music. The better sound for me in Sonic is the sound of him losing all of his rings. Yeah. Um, like the sound of a thousand rings just falling on the floor. Yeah. Link opening a chest and then that sort of um, being built up. And then, admittedly, because you've referenced uh, one of the Final Fantasy games, uh, the moving the mouse Moving the cursor between menu options in Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. had a very distinct sound. Again, That's exactly the kind of things we're looking for. Yeah, this is it. It's like it's hitting nostalgia. It's a it's a guard being alerted to your presence in Metal Gear Solid. The classic. Uh, admittedly, some of these have been ringtones that I've had at some point in my life, <laughs> one, one or many older Nokia phones. So there's a, a secondary level of nostalgia. Uh, but then then it gets into weird places in my mind's eye of like. When you say sounds, um, part of me thinks of like the announcers from um, Unreal Tournament or Halo when you did stuff, mm-hmm. uh, when you got like a, you know a killtastrophe as it were and stuff like that, you know and, and things. I, mean, I got a good Facebook debate happening a couple of years ago with who was a better announcer, and then it became a clear divide of who owned a PC and who owned an Xbox <laughs> back in the day because yeah. literally two tribes went to war over Unreal or Halo in that respect. I think, for me, it's probably going to be a sound from a Mario game. Just Mario because that's full that, of them. Yeah, that's that's that was early enough that my brain was starting to sort of click. That game has a Disney level of joy and colour to it that gets completely earworm in and drills mm-hmm. in and stays there. So, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's it's probably that sound of you supersizing from yeah. normal Mario to well it's a, so it's small a Mario to great big Mario. shout uh, uh, I hadn't even thought of Alex do you have any that you want to well obviously number one is going to be when you hit a frog in Ribbit King uh, <laughs> great noise great game uh, there's other good ones like Yoshi's full of good noises <laughs> You do a thing to Yoshi, and you you're guaranteed to get a good noise. The sort of oh, it's like a bop. Good. <laughs> wait, wait, um, is there a fourth uh, person on this podcast? Have we been oh yeah, Yoshi's Yoshi? been here this whole time. Oh, hang on. Uh, let me just. Oh, we've got someone trying to get into the chat here. Let me just add them in. It's a me, Wario. Oh, hi, Wario. Um, a sound I love from you is when you try to run and your feet go. You like my shuffle? I do. I like the Wario shuffle. Thank you. Great to have you here, Wario. I brought Yoshi. Okay. Oh. <laughs> hey, Yoshi, that's cool. I love that noise. I like the sound of him pooping out an egg in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Just doing it live on this Google um, Hangout. Did you have any other eggs? <laughs> What do you mean? Are the others Alex? Those were all made by Yoshi just then. Um, yeah, I got a couple of others, and I think uh, obviously the sound of Pikmin fucking great noise. <laughs> uh, and finally, I mean, like, is there is there any? Olimar's there... just like cut it out. <laughs> oh, hang on, we've got more people trying to come into the chat here. Let me just see. Oh, Captain so many Olimar. Pikmin. Yeah, I'll just admit Olimar now. Why is Olimar making fucking... sense? He fucks the Pikmin. Oh, 
And I thought Warrior was out, the worst It turns part. out it really is that kind of podcast today. I thought Warrior Matt was the looks worst Matt looks so disappointed. Matt looks so disappointed. Note to self, don't share this podcast with your family. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I'll cut that out if, if we feel like it's necessary. Um, Never. I don't know. We could probably cut that out. Uh, uh, look, I shouldn't Any have admitted them into the room. No, I think I've done enough damage. Um, <laughs> my only other one is um, Banjo's in Banjo because when Banjo goes uh-huh, is a great noise, um, and also when Kazooie makes the squawking sound. Um, if we're doing best bits of music, then the Banjo Kazooie um, title music is definitely up there. Uh, but yeah, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo just going uh huh. Is a great, mm. is a great little sound. Uh, I think when Baby Luigi starts driving on Mario Kart Double Dash, and he says, "Uh oh, Baby Luigi time." Um, what about when he goes, "Yeah," <laughs> when he kind of turns around, <laughs> you know the noise? Yeah, where you where you try and use a weapon, but you haven't got a weapon left, and he just turns around and sort of sticks his tongue out of the camera yeah. or whatever, and goes, Arr! "Great sound." <laughs> I was earlier trying to oh, work good. out if you were. Uh sort of hatred of that truck driving game was because you were trying to sort of drift Switch drivers and then get like a if you, if you if you pump the brakes just right you get him get a you know, blue pump into a white pump and then you're going to burst out of the corner you see matt so. there is not enough rage to sum up why i don't like that truck driving game <laughs> um but that may be part of it um but great let us know via a variety of means however you wish to what your favorite video game sound is um you know, you can do that on Twitter if you want at Dinosaur15. It's the best way to get hold of us. Um, but Matt, you have been our guest today, and it has been wonderful having you here. If people want to see more of your stuff, um, where can they find you? How do they contact you? How do they say, please never go on that podcast again? <laughs> Not because you're bad, but because you have to put up with things like what yeah, just yeah, happened. Yeah, you raised the bar with what Alex high. just did. We would I never didn't do anything. Olimar was here. We never true, true. Well, well, Alex, you let Olimar into the chat, okay? So you uh, controlled yeah. this Google okay. Hangout. So, you know, yeah, you opened the door to strangers. That's why strangers get in the house. Olimar's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, for more of yeah. you. Uh, yeah, as, as you mentioned near the, the start of the, the, uh, the pod, uh, yes, I'm streaming on Twitch. So it's literally just uh, hey underscore little underscore symbol mug g on twitch uh, i've got a really dumb robot avatar on that it's hey underscore mug on twitter i'm appreciative that the uh, dinosaur man uh, twitter account has retweeted some of my posts to promote the uh, twitch streams i've been doing so if you've been following these guys uh, you probably end up going oh why are they doing this why are they sharing this rubbish i'm on a podcast um yeah i'm pretty much hey underscore mug on on all all that's my entire branding idea so i got the twitter i got the insta i think i used to have a tumblr um and stuff like that uh, i think i made a good point of deleting a live journal because that's <laughs> that was early 2000s embarrassing so i got rid of that but yeah um got plans because i've got some time off later this month uh, i've got a stack of mech related uh, games i've picked up on steam so i want to make a bit of a mech may streams happening in my, fantastic uh, i've got plans to do a Campaign playthrough, storyline playthrough of Titanfall 2 on the PC. It'll look pretty. Nice. Um, I've also got an exciting game, uh, which fits in nicely what we, you were saying earlier, Alex, uh, where you were excited by this game of being running a gas station. Uh, this game mm. I picked up, you run um, a mechanic shop, but you repair mechs. 
in the future. Like, absolutely, two games in the wheelhouse of the people who play them. So I'm, I'm excited. I've, I've heard solid reviews of it. I wanted to you know, benchmark a bit of time, and I thought that'd be good to stream that. And, you know, if there's any DLC where I can have like licensed mech in that game, I'll happily throw <laughs> money at it. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I've got so, coming yeah. up. Hey underscore McG. Um, yes. Also. Like I said, your wife streams. Should we give a shout out to her? To, yes, to her? you were very, very kind in your, in your first of these gaming podcasts. I almost said your beta, your alpha build of your podcast. You did a shout out to her because of the distinct lack of myself in it. Uh, so yes, my, my wife, Danny, uh, streams uh, as Mrs. McGee uh, underscore channel. Um, she just was doing some stuff last night with a spooky game. Uh, spooky games kind of is her forte, uh, as it were. So yes, uh, likewise, you search for that and... Um, uh, I believe Dinosaur Man may have actually have, uh, helped retweet that as well. So if you're following these guys on the Twitter, you've got an easy way in. Um, I'll probably give her a nudge and say, hey, let's get let's get some more streaming going on in the house between the two of us, maybe stream some stuff together. Uh, but she, she's a huge bundle of energy. Uh, if you if you want 100%. jump scares and reactions, uh, she's 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 where it's at. So, so yeah, absolutely check them out. Uh, um, hey underscore McGee and Mrs. McGee, Mrs. McGee underscore channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, where can they find us? At Dinosaur Man Pod, I yep. think. Dinosaur Man Pod on, on Twitch. Twitch. And at Dinosaur Man 15 on Twitter. That's really the only things that matter. But you can find us whenever you, whenever and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, search Dinosaur Man Podcast pretty much anywhere. That's YouTube or your podcast apps. Subscribe, share amongst your friends. Um, thank Johnny Knees for the theme song as ever. Sure. This time it was increased in size <laughs> as he got his little mushroom out okay. um, hmm. I mean I feel like that's more offensive than what I said <laughs> yeah I, the spirit was impressive there Andy but the delivery was just off so. <laughs> thank you as ever to Matt for being our guest thank you for having me <laughs> thank you to Wario for being our guest uh, thank you Yoshi for being our guest uh-uh. Olimar don't you say anything I don't like you Thank you, Alex, for being the host. Thanks, and uh, we'll see you in the Green Hill Zone. And yeah, it was also nice. Thank you. You missed me out, bro. Dinosaur. Dinosaur.